Hey, Fro. Hey. Why did the toadstools grow so close together? I don't know. They don't need mushroom. <laughs> On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we will talk about news of the week, TV of the week, stoned ape theory, Eurovision, WrestleMania predictions, and another digital review of Acrimony. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and woohoo, gentle woohoo, men woohoo, welcome to woohoo, another woohoo episode woohoo of a digital woohoo citizen. It's episode 130. Woohoo! Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. 130. Still doing it? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do? Well, that's a good question. Why do we do? Why do we podcast? <laughs> Don't think about it. Just don't do think it. about it. Now, I'd say the reason I do this is probably just get shit off my chest and uh, let people know what I'm thinking, and hopefully get opinions from other people, like we did last week, which was interesting. I don't know. Uh. Maybe we should reflect on that for a minute right here. It was an interesting it interview we did was, last week. It was interesting. Uh, I listened to back to the episode day after, and I was like, holy fuck, that guy can talk for himself. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, it, he, he almost had kind of a radio voice going on, but some people on our yeah. Facebook page were not ha- super happy with him, but they're... That's <laughs> Since I'm not on Facebook, uh, can you tell me about that? Uh, somebody said he could fuck right off, I think was one of them. And then uh, a few other things about it. Um, his, uh, you know, political beliefs and this and that. Uh, not unusual for the internet, really. I'm not super surprised that it was kind of, uh, I mean... We didn't have him on because he agreed with us. I mean, sometimes, uh, sometimes I I get thinking uh, that's the least thing I want to do is have a boring show where we're just agreeing um, with each other all the time. Yeah, that sounds boring. Yeah, yes. I mean, you and me, political 
politically, we we stand pretty pretty close. I would say, right? Uh, we disagree on on other things, but when it comes politically, me and Luke uh, more or less agree. I think you you're somewhat more liberal than I am, actually. Um, in certain I'm, ways, and then other ways, in, maybe not. But yeah. Uh, when it comes to gun control, I'm definitely more uh, more not liberal than you. Yeah, um, totally. For example, but uh, yeah, no, I I think I think it was an interesting uh, subject we we discussed with him. I I think it was a really interesting interview. I listened back to it. I I I I'm glad we asked him all the questions, and I think he he got his points uh, across. Uh, I don't think we were a speech uh, like we we weren't like giving him like uh, carte blanche. We we were asking him hard questions. Sure. And yeah. I I think that that we we uh, it was more or less a, a perfect interview. To be completely honest with you, I thought it went really well. Yeah. Hopefully, people oh. learn things because I I know I learned a couple things just doing the interview so hopefully people out there that the whole idea of that interview was just to learn about the other side that was the whole idea so and i mean if uh, if people don't want to listen to them hey here's the thing write in an email to another digital citizen and we will book you on the show you can be on the show we will i would love have... to have a hardcore hillary supporter on the show that would be fun <laughs> yes because uh me and Luke, we are definitely not hard for Hillary, Hillary supporters. Right, exactly. That's why it would be so interesting. <laughs> that would be really interesting. Someone that's like, I stand with her. You remember? I, I was wa- <laughs> watching watching Roseanne this this week as well, and it, it was funny. I think it was the second episode or something, where where they talk about when Trump comes to power and things like that. Uh, and her sister walks around with this like uh, pussy power or or something on her. Right, the the, the on... pussy hat, the the yeah. uh, the pink hat with the things on it. Yeah, yeah. That was epi- uh, Was that episode two or was that episode one? I don't know. Maybe it was one of the first two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I laughed so fucking funny because I I know I know uh, I know Rosanne's uh, personal views on things. And she's playing this hardcore uh, Trump supporter, <laughs> and and it it, it it fits so together. Like we 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 are we are not we are not like a pussy power Hillary supporters, and we're definitely not Donald Trump supporters. Right. So when we're not we, Roseanne we or her sister, exactly. <laughs> no, no, we're 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 something between. And um, I, I think, I think, I think one of the things that when we talked with Ian, I, I, I got, I got a, a thing in my mind where he, 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 he can talk for himself. And if you listen to this, I will give him a really go, a good compliment. When, when he talks, he talks without. Uh, a lot of compassion, but actually some good points, and I like that. I like that. I I I, I thought he was uh, 
uh, the smartest Donald Trump supporter I've talked to. Sure. Well, so. even he even said he's not a supporter. He was just a voter. So we'll uh, cor- make that okay. correction. But because I don't want to, I don't want to. Sl- that's almost like slander in some ways nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Calling somebody a Donald yeah. Trump supporter, but. <laughs> Oh, this week. Hey, uh, let's start with the news that uh, was tragic uh, yesterday. Uh, you can keep me a little informed about this. I heard about it oh, right, last yeah. night. Um, we had uh, a shooting again in the United States. Can you bring this me up? at to... the YouTube headquarters, I believe, in California. San, San Bruno, California. Uh, hmm. A woman... I'm not going to name her name because we don't do that here. She uh, shot two people and before killing herself. I believe both people are okay. Let me see. Uh, they were admitted in serious condition and one was in fair condition. So they both... Uh, uh, oh, and then a third victim, a 36-year-old man. So there were three people shot, but none of them actually died, it looks like. Uh, but this okay. lady killed herself uh, after the attack. Um, it's sounding like, from what we're, what at least it's very early in the investigation, but the police have come out and said, uh, at this point in the investigation, it is believed that the suspect was upset at the policies and practices of YouTube. She was apparently a uh, that uh, Persian culture, veganism, and animal cruelty. Cul- cruelty as well as performing uh, music parody videos on youtube so that's uh she she's gotten hit by the adpocalypse is what it's sounding like here fro and uh mm. maybe lost a lot of money and then went uh, you know got mad and took a gun to um the youtube headquarters to get back at them is what it's sounding like uh, apparently she went to a gun range uh just before the attack to uh practice uh, Jesus, and the na- uh, gun registered in her, in her name was found at the scene. So, mm. yeah, that's all the information we really have right now. But mm, this is definitely different for, from your standard uh, mass shooting, as far as like school shooter or the, the yeah. Las Vegas shooting, which we had in the past. One main glaring detail is that it's a woman. I guess I yeah. mean we've got to point yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I was super surprised. I was like, oh, there's a shooting at YouTube. I was like, okay, what's this guy's name? Like, everything, every time there's a shooting, I think it's a guy. Is this this the first time we have, like, a female? Um, Probably not. I mean, uh, there was the couple... Uh, oh, yes. maybe two years ago yeah. in Ca- I think it was in yeah. California or somewhere mm-hmm. down there, oh. yeah. uh, where they uh, went on kind of a rampage. But it was two. It was mm. a man and a woman, so it still kind of mm. counts. But yes. Mm. And uh, personal uh, another digital citizens news. We have a good good news. Why didn't we start with this? Uh, I, I don't. Uh, oh, I guess yeah. That's a good point. Why didn't we start with this? <laughs> Tilly has delivered a baby, I've heard some rumors about. You yes. have to tell us about it, because I'm not on Facebook. Uh, I was born Monday, so Tilly has had the baby. Healthy, everything went well. Uh, just over six pounds is what I had read, and his name is Finn. 
Mm, Finn. Okay. Yeah, like like Finn Balor. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we can get her on the show next week or something. I'm sure she's still totally pooped because <laughs> it's only been two days, and I'm oh. sure she wants to spend time with him and everything else. But um, hopefully we can get her on next week to talk about how everything went because I'd like to hear. Yes. Now <laughs> let's get into uh, some Chinese Chinese uh, news in. Taigong, Taigong, yes. Uh, there's a defect sh- uh, China Space Lab that comes down in uh, the South Pacific. In in uh, Pacific, that was specific. <laughs> South Pacific. <laughs> that was hard to say. Uh, South South Pacific. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so did this, you, uh, have you heard about this until uh, up till now? It's been kind of a big no. story. We never covered it because it's kind of like mostly we haven't covered it because for the last bunch of weeks, the news has been overwhelming as far as like how much news we had to cover. This week, it was like uh, nothing happened compared to last what month. It's been nuts. And this week, pretty slow news this week. But this has been they've been tracking this thing and they've known it was going to come out of the sky and land on Earth, but they didn't actually know where it was going to land. Like, they had no actual, like, uh, exact location. So they've just been tracking it, and this week it finally came down in the ocean. Luckily, it didn't land, you know, in a city or something like that, which would have been much worse. Uh, But yes, the satellite was called Tiang-1, launched in 2011. Uh... It was supposed and it to. And means heavenly palace. Right. I don't know what that. Palace. What? Why? Why would it be called heavenly palace? Uh, yeah. Whatever. I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> apparently, Chinese the Chinese had it. lost control of it, uh, and yeah. then it spun out of control. And then uh, once they lost control, they they had no way of putting it back into orbit, and so it just crashed to Earth. So. It was an interesting story if you there. were following it at the time. Uh, oh. And it might, would have been even crazier story if it would have landed, say, in the middle of New York. <laughs> yeah. But happily enough, there was some, and nobody in it, so nobody died. It was just a satellite. It wasn't like a yeah. rocket or anything like that. It wasn't like a space station. Yeah. Which is that, you would, th- it, by the name, uh, like you said, a palace? It sounds like it's a space station, but it's not. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, Russia. Um, that is the correct sound when you talk about Russia. Russia. Uh, it expels 59 diplomats from 23 countries. Oh, that, that, that. Uh. This is, of course, because of the thing that happened in England. Well, it's a combination of things at this point, because remember Donald Trump uh, and all those other countries expelled all those Russian diplomats? So this is kind of Mm -hmm. the retaliation for that, which that was a retaliation for the uh, poisoning of the former Russian spy and his daughter in the UK, um, which actually just came out yesterday uh, that... Remember when we talked about Porton Down 
when we were talking about yeah. LSD experiments. Uh, here's from The Guardian. Porting down experts unable to verify precise source of the uh, of Novacek, which is the uh, poison that was used. Uh, British scientists at Porton Down Defense Research Laboratory have not established the nerve agents. Uh, the nerve agent used uh, was made in Russia uh, as it has emerged. So they, they're saying we have no proof that this came from Russia. <laughs> oh. And then we go fast to Ecuador that cuts off Julian Sarge internet access. Right, it's not. We're not really going to Ecuador. We're going. We're still in England because he's in yeah. England. He's in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. In, uh, in London, but yeah. Ecuador, with under pressure from uh, um, other countries, has cut off his internet access. Aww, I feel sad for him. I mean, it's already come out that his health is dwindling in there uh, for yeah. multiple reasons. I'm. One thing is, I guess, uh, you can lose, you can go blind by if you're inside for too long, or lose your long, uh, your distance sight because you're if you're indoors, you never get a look like really, really like to the horizon. You know what I mean? And apparently, yeah. your eyes will get used to that, and you you will lose your like your um your long distance sight ability if you're in there for too long. Plus, uh, depression and all these other things that be, can, can be caused by basically being in prison um but yeah they cut off uh they cut it off uh apparently ecuadorian government in a statement said a written commitment made to the government at the end of 2017 uh was to not issue messages that might in interfere with other states <coughs> excuse me um and we're not really sure what that means, because that's super open-ended. But I'm guessing it has to do with uh, just his uh, putting things out um, that had to do with the U.S. presidential election. Mm. Oh, here we go. Previously, they had cut internet access in October 2016 over fears he was using it to interfere with the presidential election. So this is something else, but they're not really telling us what it is. Mm, unless hmm. it's somewhere and I just haven't found it. Oh, do you hear that uh, alarm, uh, Luke? I did. You hear it? Yeah. You know what it's time for? It's a surprise Easter quiz about Norway. I have an Easter in Norway quiz for you. Are you ready? Okay. Eastern Norway okay. quiz. Got it. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> it might look and taste like Kit Kats, but it's uh, uh, good forbid you can call it in front of Olo Marte. To uh, average Norwegian, quick lunch is more than simple chocolate bar wrapped in raggy colors. It's quick fix nostalgic boost and one-way ticket back to their childhood and happy memories of sunny ski trips of yore. First launched in 1930, Quick Lunch is a popular uh, as ever during the uh, Easter Norwegian work uh, uh, their way through 16 to 7 million Quick Lunch bars. Yes. What is the sub uh, amount of chocolate, you might say? 
So how much is the annual consumption? Is it one tenth, a third, or eighty percent? Uh, those are we. That's um, I don't know why they're you. Say say them again. One tenth and thirty percent. I'm confused here. It did. Is it one tenth, a third, or eighty percent? I don't know why they're they're combining fractions and then percentages, but uh, uh, uh the middle one. I'll just go with the middle one. A third. That is correct. Woo! <laughs> because there's been Easter this week. I don't know if you've been. Uh, I knew that it had that it went down for sure. I don't. Uh, I don't really celebrate Easter, but that's fine. And of <laughs> of course, of course, uh, because of Easter, we have uh, have Silvestre uh, in a crucifixion uh, painting in Holmsholmsgate and Fuvelsgate in Bergen, and. Uh, a street artist under the alias AFK, away from keyboard. I think that's funny. Caused the controversy with a painting despising the former justice minister naked on a cross, which uh, appeared on the street during the Easter holiday. But, right, uh, this is the politician that we talked about last week and the week before who did the uh -huh. Facebook post about the... Um, the uh, right and the terrorists and mm. everything yeah exactly and uh, but uh, of course uh, today an update progressive Bergen street art gone after vandalism a controversial street painting uh, now has been tagged with spray painting all over so now you can't see it anymore and I ask you do you think it's the same artist I think it's the same artist. What, they painted over it? Yeah. I bet it was the city. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a chance. It, in, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. One thing is she's totally naked. So I can yeah. see how the city would be like, all right, we got to get rid of that. Uh, or it could have been maybe a pro-right-wing uh, uh, party, uh, just regular person who was like, I don't want to look at this, you know what I mean? Like, that's my side, and they went with some spray paint and covered it up. But I'm looking at, the, like, as far as, like, the paint job they did, it's not, mm. like, the black they went over it with. You can see, like, even on the edges, they didn't... It, this doesn't look like it was done by professionals, so I would say it right. maybe wasn't done by the city, but I could be wrong. Woo! Oh, do you know what the alarm is? It means... It's another Norwegian <laughs> Easter quiz. Many Norwegian had uh, their own private cabins in Easter, but many others also opt uh, to use uh, cabins belonging to the Norwegian Trekking Association, which uh, has a great network of both serviced and unserviced uh, cabins through Norway. But exactly how many cabins do they operate? Is it 300? 500 or 850? Uh, see, it's a little weird because the last one has a 50 on it. 
which seems a lot more specific than just 300 or 500, so I'm going to go with the last one. Mm -hmm. 850? Mm-hmm. 850 is incorrect. It's 500s. Oh. Uh, Should have gone with the middle again. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> if in... If in... If in... Uh, what you say? If in uh, doubt, go in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's a Norwegian saying. <laughs> hey, if you uh, you you're building your own home, I know, and maybe people that listen to the podcast know you you're building your own home out mm-hmm. of bri- bricks and stones and uh, of and course wood. trees that mostly wood. wood. Yes. <laughs> uh, when you are going to sell it, are you going to put but not for Trump supporters on? I'll have to get to that point, but, uh, and he'll probably be dead <laughs> once I'm at that point, uh, so probably not, no. <laughs> but the Sacramento area home is for sale. I'll probably have, uh, if it was me and it was like 30 years in the future, it'll be like Rock's disembodied head, who's the president, <laughs> supporter, can't buy my house. Yeah, uh, but yeah, home on, home on, a homeowner has political preferences in mind for the next owner of her house, which uh, has been in her family for decades. She's entertained people from all walks of life, said the homeowner, who asked not to use her name in fi- fear of realization. I told her, the realtor, that I don't want to sell to Trump supporters, said the woman. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so this lady... See, the weird part here is, like, uh... uh, Trying to keep... uh, Couldn't somebody just be like, oh, no, I'm not a Trump supporter, and just lie? (laughs) And then still buy the house? Like, uh, do they have to go into some kind of, like, contract? Where it's like, do you... If they write it down, they can take them to court. If they find out they actually were a Trump supporter and get the house back, like how does this all work? I don't. Th- this seems like uh, there could be some legal issues here. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, we have a lot. Oops, we have a lawyer talking about that. Attorney Alan Sawyer don't uh, believe that it's legal. Uh, it's unlawful contractual con- term that interferes uh, with the freedom of uh, uh, association and first amendment. Uh, amendment rights, he said. So lawyers don't think uh, they are uh, legally bound to do this. I mean, so. is this discrimination? Seems like it's discrimination to me. When you think about it, she's discriminating against Trump supporters, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It says, according to the Fair right. Housing Act, political party affiliation doesn't fall into the one of the seven protected classes that include race, religion, disability, uh, national sex or origin, or national origin, sex, or uh, familial status. So, uh, they're saying that it doesn't, uh, as far as legally... It does. It, it 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 wouldn't be considered 
um, wouldn't be considered something illegal, I guess. Yeah. No. Well, I so don't this know. is kind of like in the middle. Who knows where, how this is all going to uh, fall, end up at the end. Uh, I wonder if, if somebody did want to buy the house, let's say that was a Trump supporter, would they be able to take take this to court and ask a judge, hey, I want to buy this house? I don't know. We'll see. This could be an interesting story if it goes forward. Uh, or she, she could just end up selling it to somebody else. Who knows? <laughs> hey, yeah, there's a question here. Nothing says Easter in Norway like a trip to the mountains. And Jotunheimen is, is the country's um, mountains area. It's a popular destination for this t- time of year. Jotunheimen National Park was established in the 1980s, boast of more than 250 peaks ab- above uh, 600 feet. 6,000 feet, including and Norway's and Scandinavia's highest mountain, which culminates at 8,100 feet. What is it called, this mountain? Okay, are you ready? Is it called Gullpigen? Okay. Jotunheimen? Or Fjellfjellet? I'll go with the last one. No, it's the first one. It was Gullupigan. The middle one sounded fake, so I knew the middle one was not real. Sinclair uh, tells stations to air media uh, by seeing promos and criticism goes viral. Have you watched this video? I have not watched it yet. I... Specifically, did not watch it so I could watch it on the show and react here have, for the first time. Have you you've seen I it? Have, then? No, I not seen it. Oh, okay. Well, let's watch it. Uh, why don't you bring it up and let me know when you get got it ready, and then we'll we'll watch this. But yeah, uh, it was first reported by CNN Money last month uh, and went viral over the weekend uh, when Deadspin uh, put together a kind of a mashup of all these different news organizations reading the same thing. So that's what we're going to hear here. Uh, are you ready? Not at all. I, I had a little bit of a problem loading up the video as well. It took a, took a second. So uh, it says, it sickened me, sickens me the way this company is encroaching upon trusted news brands in rural markets. Uh, so Sinclair has been buying up local um, news stations, uh, yeah, and it's the people who own it are Trump-style Republicans. So they're trying. Uh, there has been a lot of talk that this co- company has been trying to take over the news for a while, um, at least on a local level. Uh, the, uh, interesting thing: Sinclair actually owns Ring of Honor. If you did not oh. know that, yeah. No, I did not know. Okay, I'm ready. All right, go ahead and give us a countdown. And three, two, one, go. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. That ABC was from Oregon. Mid-Michigan communities. Mm-hmm. 
We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about trouble plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. Fake More news. Alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on social media. <laughs> 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 and now it's just scrolling through all the, you can hear yeah. how many people have <laughs> I love that. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. That's extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Hey, Fro, I think it's extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is 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 extremely dangerous to our democracy. Oh my god. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that went viral over the weekend because uh, they clearly put out, uh, according to uh, some people, uh, the stations have been sent down what it's called must runs, which is basically Sinclair sends them stuff that they have to put on the news. Uh, uh, the terrorism alert desk is a reoccurring segment that they call a must run for cer the certain stations. Uh, and it's according to this Sinclair uh, is pending acquisition of Tribune Media. Uh, but it's under review by federal leg, uh, legislators and regulators. Sinclair is already one of the biggest local television stations in the country, with 173 uh, it either owns or operates around around the country. Uh, the tri uh, oh, buying Tribune would give it dozens more, among them KTLA, which is where we're reading this actual article from. So they're saying we don't want to get bought out by these crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Hey, what is uh, Tron a little proud of this week? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's listen to what he has to say. This is Tron where Tron tells the truth. As everybody knows, I'm over 40. Yes, I'm one of those people who grew up in the 90s, was young in the 90s, fucked in the 90s, and did everything in the 90s. I have to say to all young kids today, I'm sorry. I know most people who listen to this show, I could be their father. Yes, technically I could. But that also scares me a little, because you, young people today, have shown a lot more maturity when it comes to deal with political issues than we did. I don't know why, but I remember the day I was 14 years old, and, um, and the Berlin, Berlin Wall went down. Yes, the end of history. Now everybody, every communist country goes back to be democratic, democratic again. Yeah, all that kind of shit. Democracy. Freedom. And later, I remember the 9-11. The 
the suddenly everything was blown into pieces again. The paranoia was back. The shit was back. War was back. And everything was back. Well, what happened? No, I don't know. But a lot of people know that we cannot live in peace and prophecy all that too long. We have to do, have some shit going on to make us feel alive. We, in my generation, could have done a lot more. Because I warned against this before. You can never take freedom for granted. You can never take your liberties for granted. And that, I say to all people who fight for a lot of issues like transgender rights, gay rights, women rights, black lives matters, you can be pushed back and you can be pushed back hard. I real mean hard. Therefore, I see this beautiful they have the momentum right now. But I also hope that you can have momentum even when you get pushed in the stomach and slapped in the face. Because believe me, you're gonna happen to you one way or another. Sorry, my English is not very good today. I'm sick. Well, that was all I had for you this time. You have to push back. And you have to push back all the time. And you know what? All fart like me, still gonna say their opinion. That was Trump and truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Trump telling uh, the truth. Woo! Woo! Oh, finally! We have one last question in the post uh, Happy Easter uh, quiz about Norway. Finally, there's one more most thing Norwegian agrees on. Is that Nothing sits uh, sitting in the spring sunshine with a cold beer in your hand, feeling some ray on your face. Uh, be after a trip to the mountains or one to the cinema. It's even a word for it uh, that in Norwegian language, drinking a beer outside. Yes, there is. Do you know what it is? Is it utepils, uposke, eller or gunil? Is it okay? Uposke um... or gunil? Gotta go with the last one again, just by uh, learning about multiple choice quizzes. I'm gonna go with the third one. No, it was the first one. <laughs> ah! Ah! Oh well, whatever. Oh well, sorry. No more Easter. An American quiz atheist didn't know about Easter in Norway. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> an American, an American atheist doesn't know about Easter in Norway. What the? Yes, uh, we have an uh, email address. It's another digital citizen at uh, gmail.com. Uh, we talked about it in the intro. Has uh, someone sent us an email telling us how stupid we were having people with the opposite opinion of them? Opinions on the is show? Us? Uh, no, I don't. We did not get an email, surprisingly enough. Uh, but if you want to send us an email, another digital citizen at gmail.com. If you want to just post something up on Facebook for us to read on the show, you can do that as well, and we will um, just mark it some way that, so that we know to read it on the show, and we will do so, if that's easier for you. Um, I mean, we didn't get any emails, but our view, our, our listens from last week were up, because uh, I think people wanted to hear that, that interview, so. Nice. Eurovision! I sent you two songs this week as well. Uh, one was 
Uh, well, <laughs> Russian, and the other one was was not. Uh, what was the other country I sent you again? Uh, Hungary, right? Hungary? Yes. Let's talk about Hungary first. Uh, okay. Um, this is, again, like, last week with the... Was it Iceland? Was that last week? No, uh, it was Nether Netherlands last week. This is very much yes. like not a Eurovision-y song uh, mm -hmm. because it's it's not death metal, but it's metal, right? Oh, it's it's definitely metal. Yeah, I mean, it's got the double bass, uh, double bass on the drums with the uh, altering the the bass pedals, uh, which that definitely metal. So yeah, yeah. Having a, like, kind of hardcore metal song, I mean, it didn't even go into, like, sometimes metal songs will be metal, and then all of a sudden it'll kind of go into a ballady part, where the guy's yeah, kind of no, singing, no, no, and it's like a lighter, no. and then it'll go back, and this was just all hardcore uh, the whole time, which, in a way, I really enjoyed it, because um, it's a you change know what? of pace. Do you know, well, look, I love this. I, I really do. I, I really I, I... enjoyed it, and I actually looked up the lyrics, because this is in Hungary, uh... Yeah, uh, I don't know what they speak. Hunga Hungarian, Hungarian, Hungarian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless it's in some other language that they speak in, I don't know the national language of Hungary. But I did no, look no, up the, the lyrics. The and the lyrics. I, I, I mean, I, I, it's hung Hungarian. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Right. I looked up the lyrics. That's what I was saying. And uh, it is. Mm, the at least because it's being translated over to English, there it's obviously not going to rhyme, but the it does have a pretty good mm, meaning to it as far as the translation I I can get out of it. Um, but it's a metal song, so it's all about like oh my life is terrible, uh, it's so hard being me that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, that's metal. That's what you know. So mm -hmm. we talked about last week. We talked about. Things that doesn't fit in Eurovision. Right. I actually think this kind of fits better than the Netherlands American thing because uh, I, I will give you two reasons for it. For first, it's not in English. I am really happy this isn't in English. I like that it's in Hungarian, uh, and I think that gives it a little like Eurovision flair. If you kind of understand what I mean, because some countries like don't they don't give one shit of what they send to Eurovision. They send what they like, and if people don't like that, well, too fucking bad. And this feels like uh, if you don't like this, too fucking bad song. If you kind of understand what I mean, it's kind of a protest song almost. Against Eurovision in Eurovision. <laughs> is that what you think? That they just don't give a crap and they're like, this this is yeah. the band we like yeah. in this country? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. possible, but um, I think this will pop the crowd. I think the crowd's going to go crazy for this at, at, in the. Yeah. Well, not in the in the semifinals, I guess. I think the crowd will eat this up, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, what will you give it this? I'm going to give it a four. Because I, I thought it was... Whoa! Shit, that's uh, your highest score so far. I think I gave something else a four. But yeah, it is in uh, it's on, in, in the high end. 
No, uh, the highest you gave is uh, uh, 3.5. Oh, okay. For France. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to double yours and give this an 8. Alright, yeah. yeah I, I, really, I think this I, has a chance to win, to be honest with you. Like, it is way oh, out of... It's totally out of Dark place. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Dark Horse, exactly, Fro. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think this is um, a dark horse to win because of the difference. Like, uh, almost a little like, this is so anti the, the last year's song, where the last year's song was really, like, melancholic and, like, down to earth. This is definitely the, the thing. And, and the guy can sing. Holy shit, he can sing. A-W-S. They are called. Okay, but uh, then we go to Russia. Oh my god, Russia, Russia. It's the girl from last year, uh, Yulia Samelova. Oh, she is was it? In... Yes. Oh, okay. The, uh, the, the wheelchair girl. They just didn't uh, show that in the music video, because this is a music video, by the way. Right. Uh, so, again, that we've only done another one other music video, but we always got to take that into consideration. We don't know how it's going to be live, but... But uh, I've heard she, her English. Well, I was going to say, last year, she probably did it perform it live, right? Yes. yes. So, yeah. And, uh, and and we heard it in her English. Uh, can I call it under par? It's really, really nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes when people sing, even if they have, like, an accent from another country... When they sing, it'll sound American, or like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, they, it'll sound yeah, like they she, don't have an accent. She sounds Russian. When she sings, she still has an yeah. accent. Yeah, totally. She sings a little like this. It's very nice to be here. <laughs> and they were doing some of these, uh, I mean, I'm talk about the music video for a second. It has, This doesn't go into my score, obviously, but the music no. video was like, the easiest, crappiest chroma key effects ever. It looked like it was done by like a high school ninth grader in mm-hmm. AV Tech or his AV class. Something weird I noticed about this. Did you notice like when when she when you see the her profile, the singer, she kind of looks like Sasha Banks in the face. <laughs> yes. Doesn't she? Yes. Okay, I thought I was wondering if it was just me. She looks but... like an ugly Sasha, Sasha Banks. Uh, I mean, maybe just a little older, like a little more mature <laughs> Sasha Banks. And you know, she has different color hair. She doesn't have purple hair, yes. obviously. But no, no, no. It just the profile. Not when you look at her straight on. <laughs> yeah. Just when no, you no, see no, her profile yeah. and her her yeah. jawline and the way her lips I are, it looks totally like Sasha Banks. <laughs> Never thought about that in my entire life. But of course, yes. <laughs> uh, but overall, um, considering it's a music video, this is... Oh, what we didn't mention. This is like one of the most Eurovision-y Eurovision songs we've heard uh, this yet this year. This is so Eurovision, Eurovision song. This is it sounds so like if, break. if you were going to make a Eurovision the video game, uh, this would be like the song that you came in... Um, <laughs> that w- It was on over the menu at the beginning before you yes. like went in. Yeah. Oh, this is a shit song. <laughs> this is really, really, really bad. I gave it a one and a half. 
My extra half point is on there because she's in a wheelchair and that's going to get her sympathy points when she's actually in, uh, when she's doing it live. You know what I mean? This she's going to get, first? she's going to get votes yeah. for the sympathy vote, no matter what. This is the first time you have been more in lines on the, the Eurovision scandal than me. I gave her a half a point and I gave it for the wheelchair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is awful. Uh, look. It's it just so generic Eurovision song. It's so generic Eurovision song that it's so it, generic. It can't. It's just not exciting. So I can't get excited about it. So yeah. Hey, it's time for the WWE of top tens uh, book of Margaret. Thank you, Margaret, once again. I think, I think there was one time. extra W there, Fro, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, who cares? And it's top tens uh, thorns in uh, Mr. McMahon's side. Uh, McMahon, uh, Mr. McMahon is undoubtedly the most powerful man in sport entertainment. Many employees and rivals have held long-standing grudges against Mr. McMahon. And sure. uh, on occasion, they will uh, get the better of me, him. But Mr. McMahon continued to run the WWE as easy as it, and he doesn't care who disgraces him. So, who's number one? Uh, Stone Cold, probably. Yep. Uh, my guess is number two is Mick Foley? No, it's his son. Oh, I would not Sorry. have picked that. <laughs> uh, McFoley isn't on the fucking list. That's weird. All right. Yeah. Number three is uh, Brett Hitman Hart. Shane is uh, Shane McMahon is number two, as we said. Mm-hmm. Number four is G- Generation X. <coughs> okay, that's a whole group. So I never would have yeah. picked that, but all right. Mm-hmm. Number five is Hulk Hogan. What? <laughs> yeah, Hogan and McMahon fought at WrestleMania 14, I think. Oh, sure. Okay. I barely remember that. I think. Uh, Ric Flair is number six. Okay. Number seven, Stephanie McMahon. What? Number... I- that doesn't make any sense, but all right, continue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number eight is Eric Bischoff. That one kind of makes sense. Uh, number nine is Mac- Mankind. Yeah, that, uh, okay. There's Mick Foley. Yeah. And number ten is Bob, uh, Bobby Lashley. Vince McMahon versus Hogan was ni- WrestleMania 19. Was it? Yep. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. I thought 14 sounded a little early. So, yeah. 19, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. You got one right. That was a super easy one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a super easy one. (laughs) But still kind of a crappy list because a lot of those didn't make any sense. Yeah. How is his daughter on the list? I don't... I have no idea. 
I don't know either. Uh, talking about this week in wrestling, or was it this week in wrestling? Because talk, you talked last week about uh, Recap Mania. Jesus Christ. There was Package Mania this week. Yeah, I mean, mm, trying to really remember what happened besides video packages. I'm, John Cena the thing is on Raw. Said, uh, oh, he's going to be a fan during the WrestleMania, and I go, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, because Undertaker is not going to show up. Mm-hmm. I believe him. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, I, I get. I'm, I understand it's going to be if he shows up. It'll be people that are there and people that are watching WrestleMania. It'll be a cool surprise. But I mean, you're not promoting it as a match to go into WrestleMania. So if anybody was just going to order the pay-per-view just for that, they're not going to now because they don't think that match is going to happen. But it is uh, going to happen. I'm just saying if <laughs> let's say there's somebody who's th- that's their, you know what I mean? They look at it and they go, I have no guarantee this is going to happen. I'm not going to put my money down for something that isn't guaranteed to me. But it um, is guaranteed. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, that's the thing. Really? We, could, uh, we could totally get somebody else wrestling John Cena here. It, I could see it happening, really? but I don't know. I really don't know. It's wrestling. We never know what's going to happen. Okay, but, but we, we're, we're definitely going to have it in our WrestleMania predictions because... Right, and then the other thing that happened on Raw that didn't get resolved before at in the Go Home show was uh, Braun Strowman's partner. We'll definitely have that in the predictions <laughs> as well. That was so funny. That was so funny when he came out as, as his brother. <laughs> With his glasses on. It was very funny, but it, the only thing that made me it made me so go funny. it made me remember Joseph Park in TNA yes. and how well that was yes. done and like yeah. how amazing Abyss was at that and like Yeah. I mean, this wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like an in-depth storyline. This is a one-time thing. It might come back at like a little bit in the future sometime, but we're never really going to go back to it. And it was funny. It is interesting how Braun can go from funny to serious to funny to serious and like (laughs) really just make it work. (laughs) Braun is just the best wrestler. It's just the rare best. Uh, I'm going to uh, guess it's going to be uh, his uh, um, helper is going to be a big show. That's my guess. I mean, there's a couple options. It could be Elias. It could be um, Big Cass. Elias. Big oh, Cass to come back, Cass. and it could be him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We'll talk about this later when we do our predictions. Yes. What did you think about uh, SmackDown this week? Uh, I, I fast-forwarded through it pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Let's see, what happened? We had setting up for the uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, the opening bit was really weird because Daniel Bryan and yeah. Shane McMahon being like, oh, we get along so well, even though we had this basic, yeah. basically had a storyline all year saying that pointing out how these guys weren't getting along together and weren't on the same page. And now all of a sudden they're just, we're on the same page now. Yes. Uh, which is very strange, but maybe that means we're going to get a turn, which would be amazing, but I don't think we will. Um, I think we will. Hopefully, hopefully we do, but. Oh, I think, I, I, I think with the stipulation, like the stipulation they have, it has to be a turn. 
Uh, what else happened on SmackDown? Um, nothing really. Right, we ended <laughs> out with a tag match. So yeah, nothing really uh. happened. Uh, but we already. The thing is, we already had all the matches for WrestleMania set up and ready to go two yeah. weeks ago. So yeah. yeah. Uh but really, yes. If you want to know what we think about WrestleMania. Keep on listening. We will talk about that a little later in the show. Um, but what did you watch on TV this week? A bunch of TV this week. Um, a lot of TV. We were talking week. about Roseanne earlier. Did you hear it got renewed for a second season already? I did. Apparently the ratings were like crazy, uh, a giant. Like people were so surprised that it did this well uh, that they renewed it after two episodes. It got renewed. For a second season. It's, it's still funny. I, I saw episode three. I still like it. Oh, yeah. It's still funny. I'm just saying, like, that's crazy to get renewed yeah. after two episodes, no matter how well your ratings were doing. But apparently I read an art- article that said uh, other stations, uh, because of how well this did, are retooling some of their TV shows to try to get that Roseanne bump. Specifically, Survivor. Uh, has said that because of this, how well Roseanne did, they're going to retool next season of Survivor. I don't know what that means. Maybe uh, liberals against conservatives, Survivor? That would actually be kind of fun. Definitely. I would love that. Uh, did you wa- Are you up to date on Big Brother Canada? I'm not. Uh, they did a great head of household competition where <laughs> Big Brother brought in a bunch of alcohol and jello shots and stuff for them and, and let them get super drunk and then woke them up super early in the morning when they were all hung over and did the competition. It's very funny. <laughs> Some of them are like, they're in the HOH competition and puking in a bucket like at the same time. It's, it's hilarious. I laughed my ass off. Um, what else was this week? Oh, um, the path finale. Did you finish the path? I have. I love the this ending here. So and this good. season, like, wrapped up so well. Like, oh, it, it, I love this season. It left it open for more, but it, it it gave you a feeling of, like, okay, we wrapped this whole season up and I'm ready to move on to what's next. But it didn't leave it yeah. open-ended like some shows do. It, like, wrapped the season up really nicely in a bow, gave it to you, yep. which I, I really enjoyed. Uh, one of the best shows out there right now, if people aren't watching The Path, go... Go check out the first bunch of seasons, because uh, mm-hmm. this season just got over. Um, and such a good season. I have a few few more things. You want to do one of yours first, just so I no, no, we can split on. it up. Okay. Uh, Trailer Park Boys season twelve is on Netflix. Cool. I watched that this week. I didn't finish the whole thing. I watched uh, th- three quarters of it. Still good. Still funny. Uh, Let's see. What else did I see? Oh, did you watch uh, the terror? No, I, I'm done. I, I watched two episodes and I'm like, I'm done with the show. Why was it good? Yeah, it was really, really good. Oh, I don't know. I found another show this week that I thought this. uh, I'll tell it. I'll do this other show first, and then I'll go into the the my favorite show of the week. But I saw a show called Alex Inc. With Zach Braff in it. It's it so awful. good. I t- oh, terrible. So good. I loved it. I watched the first episode. I laughed so fucking much. Did you? Oh. Yeah. I thought it was cheesy and 
uh, dumb, and the his whole <laughs> bi- business idea is like yeah. something that would have been interesting in 2008, like 10 years ago, mm. it would have been an interesting business idea, not now, uh, mm. which his idea is to be a company that produces podcasts. Wow, that's so revolutionary. Um, and then the last thing I saw this week, which I totally recommend if you haven't seen anybody out there, including Fro, The Crossing. Have you seen this? Nope. This show is the next... Uh, to me, I think this is, you know, it's the next... Uh, or this year's The Path or The Outsiders. I think this is going to be one of those standout shows that kind of goes under the radar. But it's... um. The first episode was this week. It's about... I don't want to ruin anything, but uh, I got a, a police officer in, moves to a small town to work as a police officer, and hundreds of people wash up on shore. Uh, some of them are dead, some of them are alive, and the investigation gets taken over by the FBI, and let's just say time travel is involved. Uh, what is uh, the name of the show again? The Crossing. Okay, never heard uh, of it. It's got, this. what's his name? Uh, Zahn. Steve Zahn? Is that the, what's his name? Never ever heard about this. It was so good, Fro. I was so impressed with this. Uh, yeah, Steve ABC Zahn. ABC show? Oh. ABC show. Yeah, check it out next for next week. I think you'll be pre- pleasantly surprised. I think this is, this is a show that's, uh, like I said, I think it's probably not going to get the get the credit it, it deserves, but I think this is going to be like it, the Outsiders or something like that, where me and you, Fro, are going to be like, we love that show, and everybody else isn't going to be talking about it. So I don't know. Check it out mm. next week and let me know what you think. What'd you see I this will week? Def- well, I continued with uh, the terror, as I told you, uh, but my favorite show of this week, and still fucking hilarious. Is Barry. I just love the premise. Like this failed. Uh, it's about this failed um, uh, uh, assassin uh, that uh, discovers he wants to do acting instead of killing people. Oh, okay. I I need to check this out. I'm gonna watch it next week. So we each have a so TV assignment to watch next week, and we can report back to each other. I, I and I, the uh, second season uh, episode was so like uh, this is this is my favorite show of of the week and I, I I just loved it. Other than that, I have watched incredibly much YouTube because I bought myself uh, a smart little program uh, called uh, Let Me Find It. Uh, for my Mac, I bought uh, a program called 4K Video Downloader that downloads playlists, so you don't have to like download one and one video. Sure. So uh, I watched a lot of cheaters, <laughs> old cheaters. I love cheaters. Uh, that's one of my t- favorite TV shows of all time. Uh, I remember it's... the logo. I don't remember ever watching that show. But I, I can see the logo of it in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's... Like, 
you you know me. I I'm I'm kind of weird when it comes to that. I watch a lot of crap. I I love cops as well. Uh, but I found a new judge show that I uh, loved, and it's called Judge Fate, and all of it is free on YouTube. And you can watch every, everything, yeah. So I watched that. But in my my recommendation is Barry. Definitely Barry. Watch it. I'll check it's it out for next week. Yeah. yeah. Let's continue into the main topic of tonight. And it's Stoned Ape Theory. What is Stoned Ape Theory, Luke? Uh, what's a good way to just kind of wrap it all up in, uh, in a... A little bit in, in a, uh, I guess, um, let's see. In his book, Food of the Gods, McKenna, uh, Terrence McKenna, proposed that uh, the transformation from humans' early ancestors, uh, Homo erectus, to, a spe- uh, to Homo sapien, mainly had to do with the addition of mushrooms, uh, psilocyba cubensis, in its diet, um, an event that, according to his theory, took place around 100,000 BCE. Uh, McKenna yeah. bases theory on the main effects and alleged effects produced by mushrooms, while st- citing studies by Ronald Fisher uh, from the late uh, 60s, uh, early 70s. So the whole idea here is that um, there is a kind of a gap. Uh, there's, as far as evolution goes. There's a, a point where we went from being Homo erectus to being Homo sapiens, and our brains changed dramatically in that time period. And his theory for why our brains changed so rapidly was that we were um, given, uh, we found mushrooms on the plains of uh, Africa in dung and different things, and they helped us uh, with different things, I guess. I mean, uh, some of the. Uh, what he says is uh, he bases it on the effects produced by the mushrooms in, in like low doses uh, it'll increase uh, vision it'll increase uh, stamina as far as uh, if you're trying to hunt uh, having better stamina having better vision that's going to help you hunt it's going to help you catch food it's going to help you be more um, it's going to keep your family alive which is going to move on uh, as far as evolution goes, it's going to make sure that you're able to move on uh, your genetics. Um, and another thing that mushrooms do is increase libido. So you're mm-hmm. going to be having a lot more sex, which means there will be a lot more kids, which means it'll move on your genetics as well. So the whole idea here is that the uh, the apes who were found out about these mushrooms and were able to use them effectively to catch more food and have more sex moved on their genetics and that's what created homo sapien i think that's a easy way to wrap it up right there yeah i think so uh, as well and if people think ah oh, uh, who who is he uh terence mckenna uh he's sadly not uh, with us anymore he died in 2000 but uh he he has a bs in a Ecology, and uh, he was uh, alma mater at the University of California, Berkeley. So it's not like he... <laughs> We're not talking about somebody that's 
uh, uh, crazy. Doesn't know what he's talking about? Right. He's written right. many, many books, not only on this, but a, a lot of other things. Uh, some notable works of his, Archaic Revival. Food of the Gods is what a lot is where he first initially came out with the the theory we're talking about here. Uh, Invisible Landscape, uh, The Magic Mushrooms Grower Guide is another one of his. But he has he's done he did a ton of books, a ton of um, uh, talks. As far as like, uh, there's a lot of audio of him just speaking to to groups and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was kind of he was on the cutting edge of. Uh, the internet, uh, when it first was coming around, as far as uh, trying to get his message across through the internet, he was kind of a pioneer of that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he uh, I've seen interviews with him and YouTube videos of him this week. I had never heard about this guy before this week, to be honest. Uh, and when he talks, he talks... Um, I think he makes sense. Like uh, uh, you, you, you gave us especially one video that I I wish we could hear the whole of, but it's really really long. But where 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 he speaks about this theory and uh, how he came to the conclusion uh, where where he came, to, uh, like what what made him come to this conclusion. And I think this uh, guy, Terence McKenna, is a, a really, really interesting guy. I, I was definitely ahead of his time, uh, because this was... I. If you watch one of the other videos, uh, there was an interview with his brother, who's kind of continued his research after he passed away. Um, and his brother even said, it's more of a hypothesis than a theory. Uh... And, but it's becoming more of a theory over time because a lot of the stuff that he pointed out about this hypothesis at the time uh, is starting to be more and more proven true, where then it was more of like, okay, this is, I, I'm i basing this off of my his own personal experience and things like that. Um, now we're finding out that a lot of what he said is true uh, and that these the effects that these uh, psilocybin mushrooms can have uh, on the brain, uh, do a lot of the things that he was talking about that people said, oh, that that's just crazy, and that's what they discredited him for, but it turns out, you know, 20 years, 30 years later, uh, scientists are finding out that maybe he was more right than we thought. And uh, during McKenna's studies, he developed a technique for cultivating these mushrooms with his brother Dennis, and uh, he even came out with uh, Psychocybin Ma- Magic Mushroom Grower's Guide. <laughs> and uh, it has sold over 100,000 copies. I believe uh, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's get into... Uh, well, let's get into some... He's got some other theories that maybe we'll cover in the future besides uh, stoned ape theory, or we'll call it stoned ape hypothesis, I guess, even though everywhere it says theory, but uh, Mm. even his brother says that uh, he would call it a hypothesis. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. But uh, I think one interesting one he believed in was novelty theory uh, and time wave zero, which had to do with the I Ching and that somehow the I Ching was a mathematical formula uh, of divining the future. So that's that's an interesting... You know what the I Ching is? <laughs> right. And he thought that the... He, he did a lot of studies, and he actually created... Um, uh, t- time Wave Zero was a graph he created off of uh, the I Ching uh, based on his novelty theory, which he said would show... It basically, the graph would show the future, but only show the novelty of what's happening in the future. And by novelty, he meant when interesting things are happening, it's at the top of the graph. And when non-interesting things are happening, it's at the bottom of the graph. Uh, we Maybe we'll cover that in the future, I guess. But he's it's got, got a lot of book. other interesting uh, sh- interesting theories. Yeah, it's that old book, right? That's an old Chinese book. Right, and it, well, it, and it has to do it. There are uh, about change. symbols that you yeah. roll. It, like if you're if you've ever done uh, Chinese New Year, you'll roll yes. the I Ching to find out about your fortune for the next year. Uh, so even in the practice of the Chinese, they did use it for di- di- divinating the future. But he took it one step further and created a graph that maps out the future to a certain point. And to him, that future point, that where the graph just falls off the chart, was the end of 2012. Oh, so he was a believer that something would have that something. Remember when 2012 was a thing when everybody thought the world was going to end? Yeah, he believed he didn't actually believe that the world was going to end. One of his theories was that um, what the graph was telling him wasn't that. the world was going to end it was that the linear linear time was going to end so he thought that what was going to happen in 2012 is that we would create time travel that was his theory Ooh. uh which i guess could still be true who knows we don't know if we created time travel or not <laughs> it's you know what i mean it, somebody could have created time travel and none of us would know about it you know what i mean oh yeah definitely because nobody would keep that a secret if they found out i mean I would keep that secret. Yeah, I'm guessing if you didn't keep it a secret, uh, somebody would murder you. So. <laughs> yep. And I need a sports almanac <clears throat> so I can be rich. Because that always goes good. Intent. If you haven't seen Back to the Future, there was uh, some references there. But let's go back to the stoned ape theory. I mean, it is kind of, it's kind of simple and also kind of, um, what can I say? Yeah, it is kind of simple. Uh, and then once you get into the, the mushrooms, then it gets complex. Because yes. uh, what we found re- in recent years is that mushrooms have an intelligence of their own. Um <laughs> One thing I saw actually just last night uh, or yesterday, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, the most current one, yes. and they were talking about this on the most current Joe Rogan podcast. Yes. Believe it or not, bro, I thought that was yeah, weird that they brought it up at almost the same time as we did. But 
Yeah. He was talking about how mushrooms um, breathe. They don't. Mm-hmm. They act. They physically breathe like a human or an animal, but uh, they they don't as much uh, collect. They they don't have like roots and go out and collect water with uh, nutrients in it. They breathe oxygen, kind of like we do. Uh, and there was the story from McKenna's brother about how the Japanese took this uh, certain fungi and they created um, a model of uh, the Japanese subway system and put mm. like a food food source at the end. Uh, and over a course of a few days, this fungi, at first it was just kind of going out randomly, like doing, doing stuff randomly. And over, I think they said 48 hours, it, it figured out what it would, what it needed to do. And it, organized itself in the most efficient way possible to get to the food and when they looked at it and they mapped it out comparatively to the japanese subway system the uh the fungi had created a more efficient uh subway system than the japanese system that they had now (laughs) pretty impressive that is that is really impressive (laughs) that is really impressive but how how like you you said uh, he started in his book Food of Gods uh, with this theory. Uh, according to him, where when this uh, when did this events took place? Well, like, like I said earlier, the... around a hundred thousand B- BCE uh, mm. is when he believed the species uh, diverged from the Homo erectus. Uh, McKenna stated that due to desertification, due to the fact that Africa was a desert at the time, Mm -hmm. uh, human forerunners were forced from increasingly shrinking tropical canopies in search of food sources. So Africa was going from being a jungle where apes and monkeys could live in the trees and the canopy uh, to being a desert. And he thought he was like, what he believes is that the food sources were driving up, drying up in the trees, so the apes left the trees, went down into the the uh, desert, and it says he believed they would have been they would have followed large herds of wild cattle whose dung uh, harbored insects that they they would have known as a food source. When they were looking for these insects, um, on the dung would have also been growing these uh, psilocybin cubensis mushrooms. So they would have been right there where these monkeys would have been looking for their food source. And they would have been, he said they could be as big as a dinner plate. So it's not like something a monkey could miss. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, And if you're already coming out of the trees to look for food, you're going to try it out and see, oh, is this edible? Uh, And apparently, according to him, they're actually quite tasty as well. So uh, these monkeys would have been like, mmm, this is delicious. Uh, according to him, a low dose of psilocybin improves visual acuity, acuity, meaning that the presence of psilocybin in the diet of early pack-hunting primates would cause individuals who were consuming the mushrooms to be a better hunter, like I said before, uh, than those that were not, not, resulting in increased food supply and turning a higher rate of reproductive success. Mm. Uh, and then, he says, and then at slightly higher doses... 
The mushrooms, uh, oh, right, which I mentioned before, uh, acts as sexual arousal, leading to higher levels of attention and more energy in the organism uh, and uh, erections in males. Uh, and then, this is maybe the most interesting thing. In Even at higher doses, they would have acted as dissolving boundaries and promoting uh, community bonding uh, activities. So, you know, like, People at raves or whatever, they, they have the big puddle of people. Uh, if all these monkeys were eating mushrooms, it would have brought them together. They all would have had this feeling of love with each other where uh, a lot animals compete with each other. But if these animals were all eating mushrooms together, it would have been a little different. It would have changed the way they saw community as far you know what I'm saying, from. Mm. Uh, and not only would it have done that, it, uh, according to him... It doesn't say it in this, but uh, in that video that you were talking about earlier, he talks about uh, if you were if the, it put you, these monkeys on like a massive uh, trip of mushrooms, like the, they ate a bunch of them. Uh, one thing that can happen is involuntary speech patterns, and so he thinks that the creation of language could have been caused by monkeys just getting really really high on mushrooms. And then trying mm. to figure out how to communicate what they were feeling to another monkey. Isn't that's that crazy to think about? Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. So he thinks like uh, the trip, like getting high trip, uh, created language more or less. Right, and community. So like the yeah. whole idea of um, civilization would would have been created out of this as well. Mm. So it's this has wide ranging um, uh, what's the word for it? It has wide wide ranging. Uh, sorry, I lost my totally lost my train of thought. Consequences, consequences. Sure, for like the future of our species, if this was true. Right. Um, yeah. It says here. Uh, According to McKenna, access and indigest ingestion, not indigestion, oh my gosh, access and ingestion of mushrooms was an evolutionary advantage to humans uh, who were omniv omnivorous hunters and gatherers, uh, which also provided humanity's, uh, humanity's first religious impulse as well. Mm. Think about it. If you got high on mushrooms, you'd be like, oh my God, and then would that could cause you to think, oh my God, what created us? You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, he believed psilocybin mushrooms were the evolutionary catalyst for language, projective imagination, the arts, religion, philosophy, science, uh, and almost all of human culture, uh, from where almost all human culture sprang. Uh, which, yeah, so it just covers a lot of stuff if this ends up being true. This is something we could probably never, ever prove. Is the other thing? No, no, no. It can't be proven or disproven. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless, I mean, yeah, even that would wouldn't prove it. But I mean, if you were to take over the course of a few thousand years, study do start doing studies on mush uh, mushrooms and monkeys now, and see if we could uh, get them smarter. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That would be one way to prove it, I guess. But that number one, I'm pretty sure that's un unethical and against most rules in science. <laughs> but yeah, 
I mean, they, it's not like they don't test uh, beauty products in monkeys, so whatever, I guess. Uh, here we go. A McKenna's stoned ape theory has not received attention from the scientific community and has been criticized for a relative lack of citation uh, to any uh, uh, evidence informing our understanding of human origins. Uh, his ideas regarding psilocybin and visual acuity have been criticized by suggesting he's misinterpreting uh, someone who study, uh, who published studies about uh, visual perception. Um, so, uh, right, so there is also a lack of evidence that psilocybin increases sexual arousal. That I'm going to tell you right now that is absolutely false, but that's fine. Uh, mm. Others have pointed civilizations such as the Aztecs who used uh, psychedelic mushrooms uh, amongst the priestess class, or uh, priestly class, like Jason Priestley, uh, that didn't reflect uh, McKenna's <laughs> model of how psychedelics using cultures would have behaved, for example, by carrying out human sacrifice. So he's, <coughs> they're saying, uh, yeah, he never mentioned that these people were using mushrooms and then murdering people to their gods, but, mm. I mean, that is much later in time. The Aztecs were not around at, uh, 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 well... They weren't around at the dawn of um, man moving from uh, one species to another, I guess. So that, I don't find that as uh, a good criticism at all, personally. Mm. And I think that... <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> and I, I think that's one of the things that's so interesting with this uh, theory as well. It's like... Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, when it comes to how much uh, mushroom they have had uh, and how big mushrooms were before, 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 before we, we, we had the society where uh, we eat a lot of meat and things like that, mushrooms was a huge, huge um, food source. I mean, we don't use mushrooms as much as we did before because we have uh, alternatives. But right, but if you're uh, if you're a vegetarian, I've known vegetarians who've even said to me like, uh, mushrooms are basically a replacement thing they use for replacement for meat. Like they'll take a really big uh, mushroom head and just put it in between a burger patty with some lettuce and some ketchup and some pickles and whatnot, right. and you got yourself a mushroom burger. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's definitely something to that. <clears throat> I agree. Mm. Uh, but uh, then we come into something called microdosing. What is that? Yeah, we're getting more into like modern, the modern uh, concept of this, actually. So microdosing has been around for a while uh, as far as the concept. Uh, my psychedelic microdosing is a practice used... Uh, to use sub-threshold do doses of psychedelic drugs, meaning very low dose, in an attempt to improve creativity... Create... Sorry? Burp? In an attempt to improve creativity, boost physical energy, emotional balance, increase performance on solving problem-solving ta uh, problem tasks, and to treat anxiety, depression, and addiction. Uh, microdosing is usually a tenth of the active dose of any psychedelic drug, 
and has become quite wi widespread in the 21st century. Uh, which, if you read this, it says, an attempt to improve creativity, boost physical energy levels, emotional balance, increase performance uh, on problem-solving tasks. Which is exactly what he was saying the monkeys did back then. They just did it on accident. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. And then they mm. figured it out over time. Oh, this can, uh, this can work for us um, and help us hunt. And now, even in the 21st century, we're getting back to that, where, where people, especially um, in, uh, in the world of like um, computers and coding and uh, things like that, uh, psychedelic drugs can help. Like, mm, the Apple computer, Steve Jobs has said, or said in, the pa in past interviews before he passed away, that... He, uh, the way he came up with the idea for the computer uh, operating system was he took LSD and mm. he fell asleep and the next day he woke up and he the idea was in his head. Um, mm. And the idea of microdosing is, like I said, it's basically the exact same thing. We're just trying to do it now uh, after we've already transcended to this other uh, level that, uh, according to McKenna, Mushrooms got us to in the first place. And uh, uh, it is super interesting to, to think about uh, how much like um, this has a more modern way of thinking as well. Because if you think, uh, take something like psychiatry, for example, uh, that I know of. I get tablets because they do things with my system. Like, this is not an, an, a new thought. Like, the way I take uh, pills, and if I don't take the pills at the certain times and things like that, I will feel the consequences of it. So, uh, we have had bi biology and how the body kind of um, reacts when it gets things like, yeah, like dosing, like modern ma medicine has so much to think uh, and thank uh, kind of uh, McKenna's uh, theory for, because uh, you, you can see that uh, uh, some, some pills and, and some uh, systems of, of understanding how it works on the human body has modern uh, mm, uh, modern med you... medicine, I think, is what yes. you're talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I think, um, I think maybe that just—I mean—it comes from once we figured out, oh, these mushrooms could help us hunt. I think that that whole thing, oh, this this can help us hunt. Eventually, over thousands and thousands and thousands of years, became medicine because mm. you're you're using something to make yourself better. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. But I think it, I don't think it, there's a direct correlation. I think it's something that over time uh, became part of our psyche because it was passed down by generation to generation. And now we're just used to um, having that uh, ability to be able uh, to have medicine and everything else. Uh, and I think an interesting thing from medicine uh, is nootropics, which is the next thing we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Also known as smart drugs 
or co- cognitive enhancers. What was that movie called that had a TV show as well? Oh, yeah. We both know what we mean, and the TV show was so much better than the movie. Limitless. 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 There you go. Yeah. Uh, I thought the TV show did a good job of running off the movie, though, as far as, like, Oh yeah, it, it did. It didn't try to rehash the movie. It was like no, no. the movie ended and then the TV show started. So if you are gonna watch the TV show, I still would recommend watching the TV or the movie first. But oh, yeah. I, I, I agree with I you, agree. Fro. The TV show was a little bit better. Um, but they had a lot more time to like fill out things and stuff because it's a TV show. So yeah, but that that's the idea of these new tropics is the concept of limitless that. Uh, they're drugs that supp- uh, supplements uh, and other substances that improve cognitive function, uh, executive functions, memory, creativity, motivation uh, in healthy individuals. The use of cognitive cognitive enhancing drugs by healthy individuals in the absence of medical indication is one of the most debated topics among neuroscientists, psychiatrists, and physicians. Uh which spans a number of issues, including ethics and fairness in their use, concerning uh, concerns over adverse effects and uh, the diversion of prescription drugs for non-medical uses, among others. Which, if you saw that documentary this week, I don't know if you did, Fro, that's what this whole documentary was basically about. Uh, mm. The non-medical use of these smart drugs or cognitive enhancers. I have it still on my list. I need to see that fucking documentary. Okay, yeah, check it out. Uh, It'll even be more interesting after we do this, after we've talked about this, because you'll be like, oh, wow, that has to do with this, and this has to do with that when you watch the documentaries. But um, this, again, these new tropics, believe it or not, if you ever see, like, Alex Jones, all the crap he sells on his his website, a lot of those he calls new tropics. Like, that's mm. one of his big things that he sells on uh, on his website are these things. And most lots of people um, say the ones that... Like, there are some that actually work, and there are some that are considered, you know, like snake oil. Uh, mm. And probably he sells more of the snake oil side of it, but he would disagree, I'm guessing. Um, but believe it or not, you can go to just GNC and get these kind of drugs. Uh, really? Uh, for sure. And I mean, uh, over time, some of them have become illegal. Some of them have not, but yeah, I mean, another, this is just another example of how nowadays we're doing the exact same thing that the monkeys back then did on accident. So I guess that's Mm. what this, that's why I put it in this, uh, put it in this discussion because it's just showing like, we're still trying to do this on Mm. another level, uh, it, I just think it shows that um, this has been passed down over time, and it's kind of a an impulse for us to do, uh, even if um, we don't 100% realize we're doing it all the time, I guess. What do you mean? I mean, like, uh, over generations, the idea of uh, substances helping us, like having a substance that will help us cognitively or help us hunt or help us be faster or better, uh, smarter, those kind of things. I think that idea uh, subconsciously has been passed down from generation to generation. If Terrence McKenna's uh, idea is true, 
it would be that that would be where it started is when those monkeys found out oh this can help us do this and then subconsciously over time it's been passed down and that's why we have these nootropics and these smart drugs and things nowadays is because uh subconsciously we're, we're still uh, on that same quest to find uh, the next mushrooms that are going to push us to the next level you know what i mean mm. that will give give uh, give us uh, the limitless abilities. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I, and actually, I actually recommend when that it comes to, to that, you got to watch The Crossing because they do a whole thing about that in The Crossing about people mm. who have evolved to like the next level of humanity. So, oh, <laughs> I'm so excited to, to watch something I never heard of in my entire life. But yeah, uh, let's go to our final thoughts about this. Um, I think uh, you have gone through it uh, in a very, very, very good way, uh, Luke. Uh, I would recommend was... everybody go and check out. If you're interested in this, go listen to Terrence McKenna talk about it, because he can talk about it better than us, a thousand times better. So Yes. But uh, I recommend... Uh, what is your final thoughts about this? Was he crazy? Was he... I... He... I, he like, uh, did I say this earlier? But I think he was ahead of his time. I think he no. was seeing things in our culture and things that have come to pass that mm, nobody else would have seen. But him, and I think a lot of the reasons for that was his use of psychedelic drugs... Um, I see it's hard to like, like we said earlier, there's no way to prove or disprove this probably ever, but I'll get, I would give this a 70% chance of being true. I mean, I've got, it, it is just as much an explanation as a lot of explanations for why our brains were all of a sudden, uh, got so big and so useful. Mm. Uh, as far as like, if I would believe it. Uh, if if I, uh, yeah, if I was given, um, I have no I have no reason to not believe it. I guess is a good way to say it. I don't know. What do you think? No, I totally I totally agree with you. Uh, it's a theory that I I support. It's a hypothesis that I support. Uh, but uh, it's it's uh, it's something that makes uh, a lot of sense. Uh, I think I think it's. Interesting. I think it's uh, one of those theories that uh, is extremely hard to disprove because of the proof uh, we have for it. And I think it's one of those things that I've never heard of before. And I was so surprised. Like uh, when I was looking into the first time you told me about this, I, I laughed inside and thought to myself, haha, that sounds like a funny. Uh, uh, topic, but uh, to be honest with you, uh, now I am beginning to think that maybe it's it's it is uh, plausible. It is plausible in many many ways. Right. Uh, one, th if you go like way deep into this theory, there are people who believe that m mushrooms are living beings that are actually aliens from another dimension or no, like maybe they came here on uh, an asteroid and that mushrooms are 
the actual uh, highest life form on Earth, and that they are using us to create some kind of uh, a matrix or something like that. That the mushrooms are are the ones that are really running the planet. Uh, there is a that there are living creatures that are um, using us, uh, and we don't even realize it. That's part of this theory as well, but I don't know if I believe that as much as the rest of it. No, but uh, I agree with you. Seventy percent uh, uh, plausible. Plausible, different. But I think most people would say you're crazy. Even after they listen to us just talk, like, how could you believe that? But once you really go into the research, it's like there's a lot of stuff here that uh, that that points to it being very plausible. I don't want to say points to it being true, but points to it, it being a possibility for sure. Have you seen any movies this week, you ask me? And I will actually begin because uh, I didn't say it in the movie, in the TV round, because it was movie length. Uh, thing, but uh, there was a live performance of Jesus Christ Superstar with Alice Cooper and uh, John Legend oh on gosh. TV. Alice Cooper is not dead? How? What? Yeah. Alice he must Cooper look like were... a skeleton person. It was so fucking good. But uh, yeah, I really rec- recommend it. But uh, also uh, this week I got this book called Underrated Movies We Recommend by uh, uh, some people called Now Playing Podcast. It's a really good uh, podcast. Check it out. You should do. And they come out with their uh, 135 movies, I think it is. Uh, And I went uh, from the start. I was like, oh, cool. I have seen this movie. I have seen this movie. I have seen this movie. But... uh, um, one one of the movies I hadn't seen was Be Kind Rewind. Have you seen this? Oh yeah, that was a like movie it? that definitely had mixed reviews even at the time. Yeah, uh, I thought it was artistically interesting, but as and uh, as far as an entertaining movie goes, maybe not the best. I I totally agree. Uh, it's it 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 was kind of funny uh, when they um, remade the movies, especially the Ghostbusters. Right, that's the whole con- the whole concept. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think it would have been interesting. More inter- like this is the problem with that movie was it's an interesting concept as maybe like an SNL sketch, but a full two hour movie yes. it doesn't quite work. No, I. Hello, I, I totally uh, agree. And then I saw Bordello of Blood. <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't seen that in forever. <laughs> I've never seen this movie in my entire life. It's awful. Life. With Corey Feldman and Dennis Miller. Yeah. Right, Dennis, ben, Dennis Miller, that's the main character. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's so, like, that movie is so bad, it's entertaining to watch in a bad way. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. So that's the three movies I've seen. Jesus okay. Christ Superstar, Be Kind Rewind, and Bordello of Blood. I remember seeing Bordello of Blood on 
uh, cable television when I was younger. And so it was all edited with all the dirty words and the nudity and stuff taken out of it. Uh, which is even more hilarious when, you know, when they like, they don't cut the, they don't beep the word. They try to change it to a different word. Uh, I remember that being a really bad TV edit of Bordello of Blood. Um, last week, actually, I didn't mention, but I watched, I, I read a book. I actually listened to a book. If you want to listen to a book, go to audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen, get a 30 day trial, uh, from us and it'll help us out. But I actually got a book. It was right on YouTube and totally free. So if anybody wants to get it, I listened to 1984, which I read when I was 20, 24, you know what I mean? Something like that. Extremely good. This time I listened to it. So the first time I actually read it in an act, a physical book. Remember those? Um, Ooh. And this time I listened to it, and it was just as entertaining, uh, just as interesting, and the ending still gets me. It's like, that's the end? What the fuck? <laughs> Every yeah. time. Yeah. No, I, I, I love 1984. It's such a good book. Right. Uh, and then the other the movie I watched this week was called The Titan. Uh, oh, yeah. I've seen things about this. It's really good, Fro. Uh, I'm not sure if you would like it or not. Um, it kind of had a, it kind of had a feeling of Ex Machina, and I know you didn't uh, like that, uh, no, so I'm not sure if you're gonna like this. But I really enjoyed it, <laughs> so I'm not. I don't really I know. I did not like Ex Machina. I'm the I only know. one in the entire world that didn't like that movie. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and this has a bit of a like the stylistically, it feels a little bit like that, but. It is really, really interesting, and it has to do with human evolution and uh, the future as far as, like, climate change and other things like that. Uh, So I'd recommend recommend anybody go check it out. It is a little violent, but not too bad. On Netflix? Yes. Netflix has been putting out some all-right movies and some bad movies, but they've been putting them out pretty consistently over the last, or since the beginning of the year. It's like they've been putting what, out like almost a move a new movie a week, which is pretty crazy. And what was it called? The Titan. The Titan. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're going to hear the uh, sound of uh, the trailer of uh, this week's movie, and uh, this week's movie is Acrimony. Okay. Walter. Rainy day Sunday, apparently in this movie. So, do you think you have an anger problem? I know her. She's the girl from Scandal, isn't she? I don't know. I've never seen that. Help me understand this injustice. Just, just tell me what happened. How far do you want to go? Why don't we just start from the beginning? That's not like an overused trope of movies at all. Let's no. start from the beginning. Gotta give him that. I was everything he needed me to be. That ring looked like it was made of plastic, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah. He is giving her like, one of those candy crazy. rings that you like suck on. Eighteen years seem to pass like days. This month. 
This looks so fucking generic, this movie. Yeah, it's the girl from Scandal. I love Scandal. No, no, not Scandal. How to, how to make a murder. Or how, oh, what is the problem? Yes. Her. <laughs> yes, her. Okay, now I'm getting like a murder vibe after this trailer all of a sudden. Yeah. What you think? Would you allow room for that possibility? He caused all of this. All of it. Acrimony. Acrimony. Yeah, this uh, looks uh, extremely not good. This is a Tyler Perry movie, bro. <laughs> so, of course, it ah. doesn't look good. <laughs> Getting away with murder is the one where I was taking off. She's, uh, she's uh, I know her from Empire. Okay. I I've seen her in movies before. Uh, I just couldn't place her. I think her name's Tarja P. Henson? Is that how you Henson, say her name? Yeah. Is that how you yeah. say her first and name? She, first name's a little strange. Yeah. And and she also uh, is in Person of Interest, of course. Also one of my favorite shows. Oh. But uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? That's what I was waiting for. Acrimony, a faithful wife, tired of standing by her de uh, devious husband, is enraged when it becomes clear she has been betrayed by him. Uh, directed by Tyler Perry, produced by Tyler Perry, screenplay, Tyler Perry, production company, Tyler Perry Studios. <laughs> this has 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb and 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. <sighs> Oh, I, I gotta give him credit that it was a pretty exciting trailer. I'll give credit to whoever made the trailer, because he made it look way more exciting than it probably actually is. <laughs> there is no future audience review yet on this, so I had to look. Well, the problem is Ready Player One came out this week, and that's what everybody went to see, and nobody went to see this movie, so... <laughs> I'm going to see that tomorrow, actually. Uh, I've heard bad things, but I'm gonna I'll, I'll I, I'm gonna try to get into town to see it as soon as possible as well. So, yeah, uh, have you heard bad things about it? A lot of people are saying it's bad, bro. Oh no! But mostly people who read the book, which both me and you have read the book, and apparently yeah. it does not follow the book at all. So, <gasps> all the things uh. you're what I heard is all the things that you would like, all the scenes from the book that you're really looking forward to seeing. None of those are in the movie, so. No. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing, but at least we're going to go in with low expectations, so there's that. Yeah. So, where did you find your uh, review? Went to the Facebook as normal. Uh, there was a few people that had seen this, but uh, Nia Brown says... 
Tarsha did a great job in her role, but there was so much wrong here. Okay, did any of y'all notice some of the scenes looked so fake, like with the folks were stuck on the scene, not in the scene. They were stuck on the scene. Uh, how about that wedding? When they're walking down, down the aisle, no one is there. But by the time she gets down the aisle, uh, gets all the way down the aisle, uh, there are folks all over the place. Also, the age progression, the sisters morphed into totally different looking people, while the boyfriends and hu husbands end up looking exactly the same. <laughs> there is more I can point out, but you get my drift. It just seems like the budget wasn't that great. This is damn near a Lifetime movie. So. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. I guess I got, a, okay. I got a really quick positive one just to even it out. Ben, Benny Reynolds says, "Great movie. Wife wasn't feeling well, and I was going, uh, and I was just going along. She decided to go, and she was so glad she did because we both enjoyed it. Can't wait for the next one to get hot, Tyler. Uh, use the same actors. Everyone fit their roles perfectly. So not everybody hated it. I found uh, some fun things. Uh, someone rated it not interested and said." I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> They're confused as how the words work. <laughs> Someone gave it a uh, full uh, score, uh, and her name was Sarah B H B, and all it says on her her uh, her uh, review is "wish promo code to see." Oh, it's like a bot that's trying to get people to buy things? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, then uh, someone rated it uh, half a point uh, called Linda A. Worst movie ever. I It dragged on way too long uh, of her teenage life. The ending sucked. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, overall... And, uh, I would say nobody go see this movie. <laughs> I'm never ever going to watch this movie in the movie cinema. I'm going to download it illegally, then laugh about it. It could be good to watch just for our end of the year best and worst movies. Actually, you're probably right for <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, are you ready for WrestleMania this weekend? I'm pretty excited. Uh, I mean... It's going to be long, but I've got, I'm have got. i going to go get a big giant burrito and maybe a sub sandwich so that I have a couple meals ready to go, uh, and that'll be delicious and awesome for the show. I think I'm going to do popcorn and chips as well. I don't know. You got any plans like that yet, Fro? Yes, I'm going to watch it with uh, one of my best friends. His name is Luke, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, I'm going to have a lot of beer. Uh, I have the fridge full of beer nice. for this minute. So yeah, and uh, I, I, you and me, we we discussed this. We are not going to watch uh, the uh, this year's. Oh no, no, Hall of Fame, right? Hall of Fame, NXT. I'm going to watch. We probably won't watch it together, but I'll watch it. I will watch it the next day as well. Yeah. You're not going to watch NXT. I probably won't watch it that night, to be honest with you. Oh, ah, <laughs> yeah, really? because yeah. well, mostly because WrestleMania is so long, 
Uh, I'm going to want to wait wait till NXT's over and be able to fast forward through the crap so I don't... Because this is just too much wrestling in one weekend, you know what I mean, Fro? Okay. One less thing to think of. I'm not watching NXT this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but yeah, no, it's going to be big. WrestleMania 34. Are you ready to predict? Yes. Some of them I haven't even, like, gone into my predictions, like, on paper yet. Like, the first couple matches, because it's going to be a little random. So let's get into this. Why don't you do the matches, and I'll write stuff down. Yes, that is uh, how we're going to do it. Uh, first, it's the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, pick one person from Raw and one from SmackDown. All right, and then that we're is, doing. Uh, okay. Do we want to do somebody who's not on the list as well, like a third? Uh, I don't know the list to be honest. It's right on Wrestle. Uh, if you go to the Wikipedia page and you scroll down. Yeah. It's right there, right underneath the women's one. There's a list of them. Ah! There you go. All right. Uh, I'll let you look over that, and I'll go first. Uh, As far... Let's start with Raw. On Raw, I'll go Matt Hardy, I guess. Fuck, that was my pick. (laughs) Well, I'll give you SmackDown first. That way it's fair. Um... I will go with Heat Slater because that will be fun. Okay. And then your SmackDown with, pick? Uh, I will go with Baron Corbin. Primo Cologne is on. Is he still even in the company? <laughs> oh, no. Um. Okay, you went Corbin. I'm going to go. Yeah. It's either him or Dolph Ziggler, I feel, for SmackDown. Right? That's what I was thinking. Mojo won last year, right? So Yeah, I yeah, know. Alright, I'll go Ziggler. I agree with you. And then let's do yeah. one each that's not on the list. Hmm. I'll let you go first okay, for this one, first. and then... Oh, okay, I'll go first for this one, and then on the women's yeah. one, you can go first. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, I'm going to go with Big Cass on this one, I guess. Yeah, and I will go with Elias. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, next match. Uh, the next match, yes, it is the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, that it's called now, because nobody likes it. Was I will go with Raw first, and I will go with Sasha. I will, will go with Sonya. Sonia the Will. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely not going to be Bailey or Sasha, because they're going to no, probably take each I was, other out. I was just, yeah, I was just going to say uh, Sasha Banks, and I was like, no. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll go Mandy Rose then, I guess. Uh, All right, and then I'll do SmackDown uh, first, I guess. Yeah. Um, how about I'll go Carmella? How about I go Ruby Riot? 
And I don't even know who to pick for like an outlier in this. Let me think for a second. Mm. Who is somebody who could come up from NXT? I'm, uh, I'm gonna pick Kyrie Zane. Oh yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I'm going to pick one of the Funkadellas. Uh, what is her name again? Oh, no, she's Funkasandero. Oh, what is um, Naomi. Naomi, thank you. No, she's on the list, bro. She's not not on the list. Yeah. Oh yeah, she is. Can I pick her anyway? Sure, why not? Okay. It might not be fa- fair, but you know what? I don't really care. So. <laughs> then we have Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. Uh, I'm gonna let is... you pick this because I haven't. Like we don't watch. We don't watch nope. 205 Live, so you pick, and I'll just go with the opposite. <laughs> okay, I will go with Mustafa Ali. Okay. Then I will go because... with Al- uh, Alexander. Uh, Cedric has had it before. That's why I go with Mustafa Ali. Oh, okay. It's a good reasoning, I guess. Uh, uh. Uh, but we're not going to do, do it in the way they do it here. Uh, we will begin down here. Um... Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. If Owens and, and Zayn is, uh, win, they will be rehired to SmackDown, right? Yeah, and I'm going with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, I also went Owens Zayn, so I guess we agree there. Okay. Then we have Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I said Angle and Rousey. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. Gonna have to. D- we're going to. We're going to agree a lot, I think. Uh, all right. Next. Uh, we have a triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, and it's the Usos versus the New Day. Versus the Bludgeon Brothers. And I will go with the Bludgeon Brothers. Dang it. I also went with the Bludgeon Brothers. Okay. Um... <laughs> Do I want to change that? No, I don't. Because they're going to win, so. <laughs> you don't want to share that because they're going to win. Right. I just wrote a, I, on the list I wrote it down as B-Bros. Which I think is a great abbreviation mm-hmm. for the blood. We're just going to call them the B-Bros from now on. The b- 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 Sounds b- like a breakdancing crew from the 80s. The B-Bros. <laughs> the B-Bros. Alright, next. Uh, Cesaro and Seamus versus Bros. Strowman and to be announced. Right, for the think- Raw Tag Team Championships. Um... And I'm going to go with Braun and to be announced. See, yep, I also did that, so I guess we're going to agree there as well. But uh, let's uh, discuss who's going to be announced. I think it's Big Show. Okay, you're saying Show, all right. Mm-hmm. What do you think? She, I think it's either going to be Elias... Or Big Cass. 
You said big cast in the Royal Rumble thingy. So I know. Yeah. Maybe go with Elias there. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Elias here. Yeah. Then we have Charlotte Flair versus Oscar for the women's SmackDown's championship. I think we're actually gonna disagree here. So what? What do you think? I'm going with Oscar, and I'm going with Flair. Yeah. I and knew I think, that we were going to disagree here. Right, because we've talked about this before. And I, I just yeah. don't... I think that uh, WWE cares more about the lineage of the Flair name than they do about Asuka's streak. So that's why I'm picking we'll that see. one. Yeah, we will see. Yeah. I think we're going to disagree with the next one as well. Maybe. Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. And I'm going with Alexa Bliss. And I went Jax. Awesome. At least we're disagreeing. Yeah. And that was for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. I think this. I yeah. think this one could go either way as well. Like I. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent Nia Jax or, or Alexa Bliss is going to win. But personally, I would rather see Nia Jax win. But I don't know if they're going to do it. So. Then we have Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Ginger Mahal versus Rusev for a fatal four-way for the United States Championship. And Randy Orton has had it for one week, so I will go with him and be boring. And I said Rusev, so we disagree again. Awesome. Good. Then we have The Miss versus Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Which I probably, uh, I think we're all we're going to agree here, but go, go ahead. I'm going with Finn Balor. I as well, so we agree. Yeah. I mean, Seth and The Mist has been the two that's been looking strong. So. I think Seth has a chance to win, but I think Finn needs the title more than Seth does. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. Uh, let's put in John Cena versus The Undertaker here. Uh, well, we're not gonna say. Let's not say who we think is gonna win a match. Let's say. Let's just say. Do we think it's going to happen or not? Yes. You say yes, then I'll just say no, and it'll at least we'll have you know a difference of opinion there. Mm -hmm. But if it goes, who wins? Um, I don't know how to write this down. Once I'm trying to figure out how to like, mm, um, I guess. Well, why don't you go first? Because I don't really know. I hadn't thought about it at I'm all. Going, I will go with Cena. Then I'll just go Undertaker. Because this is going to be a tiebreaker anyways. We're, we're not counting it in the actual thing no, unless no. it happens. No, because, because it's not. Unless we go match. to a tie. Right. And right. so you said yes. I'll say no. And you say Cena. And I say Undertaker. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> let's call the whole thing off but let's not call the whole thing off because it's going to be WrestleMania then we have AJ Styles versus <laughs> sorry AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura there we go for the WWE Championship I guess I'll start this and out uh, I said AJ okay. oh really yep cool uh, I'm going with Shinsuke Nakamura. 
Okay. This is cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah, we've disagreed quite a bit. We started off the first four matches totally agreeing, and yeah. then from then on, it's been a, quite a dis few disagreements. But I, I think I have a feeling that they're going to try to uh, surprise us with things. I think that's what the whole John Cena thing is. It's like there may be that they want to surprise us with something totally different. So I don't know. It could be just all be setting up for a surprise, but we just got one match left to do here. So yeah, and it's Brock Lesnar versus. If he doesn't win, I will give you a thousand dollars, Roman Reigns. I pick Roman Reigns as well. So we both agree on that one. <laughs> I mean, it's so obvious. It's that's so the obvious. the only reason I would think he doesn't win is because it's so yeah. obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. I they they just want to try to get Roman Reigns over again. They just want to try to do this WrestleMania thing they've done for the past what five years, uh, yeah. and they think, oh, this time it'll work. You know what the definition yeah. of crazy is? It's when you keep trying things over and over again, even though they continuously stop, don't work, and then you just try it again. Yeah, that's not actually the definition of crazy. <laughs> but uh, I agree. So, how excited are you? I'm really excited. I mean, I think there's some matches I'm less excited for than others, but overall, I think most of it's going to be pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Daniel Bryan wrestle again. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one match that I really am not looking forward to, and I guess it would just be the cruiserweight championship and the men's yeah. men's battle royal are like the two that I really yeah. don't but those are both even on the pre-show so you know yeah the women's battle royal I'm still kind of excited for just because it's something new i mean it'll yeah. in a few years if they keep doing it it's just going to end up you know the jobber battle royal that uh, the men's is now but f at least for this year it's exciting uh, the only match I'm not looking forward to is Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Jake Schmal versus Rusev, actually. Eh, it could because... be bad, but at least it's got Rusev in it. Yeah. I love Rusev. I wish they'd do something with him. Yeah, I hope he wins this. That if the, That's why, I, if they really want to do something with him, which I don't know if they do, but... This would be the place to give it to him, and it would really push him. In Randy the Orton has had the championship for one fucking week, Luke. Yeah, but Randy Orton losing a championship is like, it really doesn't matter at this point. He's been around for so long. You know what mm. I mean? I guess so. Um, do you think we will get something crazy happening? What is your... Uh... Over under for uh, for example who who's going to be uh, the music act? Well, I think the, oh, I think... Kid Rock's going to do it. Remember, that's what they said. They've already said that. Yeah. So that's oh. not going to be. I'm not looking forward to that, obviously. But uh, I think the one the thing that maybe we haven't mentioned that could be super interesting is the men's battle royal could be interesting if something happens with Bray Wyatt coming back from the Lake of Reincarnation. Oh yeah. So that that could oh. be something to look forward to. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, just westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Go check out the TV show uh, on the YouTube page. Good stuff there. Uh, 
we already plugged the Audible trial, but audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to the biggest pre-show of WrestleMania where we talk about the matches of the WrestleMania in much more <laughs> in-depth conversation, you can listen to that wrestling show with me and Bill this week where you can hear the drawing of uh, this year's WrestleMania drawing. Oh, it's going to be really good. A lot of cool things is going to happen on that show. So listen in to that. This year's WrestleMania show, it's always fun. A lot of things we're going to do. Sounds good. Yeah. We will predict uh, NXT and uh, WrestleMania. As we do every year. Um, talking of the Hall of Fame, just two seconds. Mm-hmm. Is this the most boring Hall of Fame in years, or is it the most boring Hall of Fame in years? Isn't Jeff Jarrett like the most, like the big, yeah. the big, yeah, it's definitely the most yeah. boring one in like at least five years for sure. Many, many, many years. Like last year, we, I remember we were up for it. Uh, this year, I have. We watched absolutely... it together the last two years. We've watched it together. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's just not even this worth year, it this nope. year. No. <laughs> it's like uh, the only one that. The, uh, and then, uh, what did you think about uh, hearing that sexual chocolate in, is on the Hall of Fame? Also, Mark Henry. Uh, I it, I just think it's always weird when somebody gets inducted into the Hall of Fame and they're still in the company. That's just always mm-hmm. weird to me. But and then that's that's one of the things I don't like with uh, with uh, uh, the broken neck guy uh, wrestling at WrestleMania as well. He's in the Hall of Fame. Like he shouldn't wrestle. I don't want people in the Hall of Fame to wrestle. I don't know who you're talking Kurt about. Angle. Broken neck guy? Kurt Angle. Oh, Kurt. <laughs> okay. He's a broken neck guy, though. Right, but he has already wrestled. Remember he wrestled that tat I know. The, with the shield? He was part of the shield but match. I don't or like it. Yeah, okay. I don't like it. I don't like it when they're in the Hall of Fame. Well, we will talk of WrestleMania next week uh, because we will discuss WrestleMania results next week. We will also talk of news of the week. We will talk about Indigo Children. Uh, if you don't remember, we, we talked uh, two seconds about it on another show. It was when we, we did said, oh. Cry On. Lee Carroll, the American Channeler guy. Uh, who yes. It says here... Um, it was the, uh, the idea of Indigo Children was developed in the 1970s by Nancy Ann Tape and was further developed by Lee Carroll. Uh, it's a pseudo-scientific concept that children uh, uh, are children who are believed to possess special, unusual, and sometimes supernatural traits or abilities. So it should be interesting. And we will have a do- uh, another digital review of Blockers with John Cena in it. Oh, really? Oh. I've no, I didn't even know what this yes. movie was about, but all right. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, John Cena is in it. Sounds this like a fun week movie. next week. 
That's all next week. Goodbye from Norway. Goodbye from America. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.